Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 74-year-old security guard who sleeps throughout the night. Is you he know, 74? I say, that's what he said. I think wow. somewhere in his 70s, yeah. He's not stopping anything. No. <laughs> I mean, and it's really a shame because I didn't know Coop's personality until now. Yeah. So we have only, out of the last three years, it's going to be three years, which is incredible that we've worked together. In the last two and a half of those years, I didn't know that Coop had any sort of personality because he was asleep (laughs) every time that I showed up. Well, that and the fact that you can't understand him. Right. That so, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too, but even but he was still asleep. Like when I came in, he would be sleeping. Calhoun sometimes would be there and be awake, mm-hmm. but it was mainly Coop sleeping, and I just didn't know. And then when I left, it was a whole set of new people that were in there. The shift change. Um, I just like him because um, <laughs> what? I just uh, yeah. Okay. So it's unfortunate because we could have had a long-standing relationship with Coop. Well, we did. They just didn't know it because when he gave the emergency announcement. Well, that was Calhoun, I think. Oh, was now. that Calhoun? That, that now, was who? Now, you don't hear that who? <laughs> that was who who gave that? Uh, who? Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I think that's... Pr- it's either Calhoun or one of the other guys. They wouldn't let Coop on the mic. No. Had to be <laughs> hey, yeah, you hear that? Oh, man. We're going to fire up in this bit. <laughs> oh, you the man. <laughs> you, the, you the man. Quit asking me why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> man, why? <laughs> anyway. I just like him because... Um... <laughs> somebody got somebody to somebody lose a win, right? <laughs> I love... There's something... <laughs> The fact that he says lose first, because everybody else would say somebody's got to win or lose, right? But he goes, somebody's got to lose or win. Right? Somebody got somebody to somebody lose or win, right? <laughs> uh, well, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the disconnect from his brain to his mouth is just tragic. All right, so you've got... Uh, a lot of teams in the league, in the NFL, that are that are messes. You got the New York Giants mess, mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns mess, mm-hmm. Broncos right now mess, mm-hmm. Buccaneers mess. Mm-hmm. The one that has had a little bit of fragrance sprayed on them because of the play of Jacoby Brissett. Yep, they've still got guys like Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton. They could play some offense. You didn't expect much out of them because you knew Andrew Luck wasn't starting the season. Has been the Indianapolis Colts. We haven't talked about them as much. But now, with all this Andrew Luck stuff happening, they are now shaping up into one of these unbelievable messes. And first you had the Andrew Luck not going to play this season, shutting him down news, and how it looked like the Colts had really mismanaged this, and and, and with some of the onus is on Luck for playing through what was a screwed-up shoulder he shouldn't have been playing through. It was others in the organization that allowed him to do that. It was also the organization that never got the offensive line right that allowed him to be knocked down on seemingly every drop back. So whatever it was, there was blame to go around, and you were worried about this guy's career. 
And then yesterday, things really got ratcheted up a notch on the <laughs> disgustometer as Tony Dungy relays that Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Pills, Mr. Speed, Mr. Brown Paper Bag, Mr. Red Face, <laughs> says that Andrew Luck's injury is, quote, inside his head. Mr. Hersey's back, back on his meds. Now, I don't how did you read this? Because some like I can see some people saying that, oh man, this injury is like it's gotten it's 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 now more mental for him than physical. What I read it as is like he's like he's saying that he's mentally ill now, like it, and that's no, why I didn't I didn't read it in, in in that vein. I read it as one loose lips sink ships. Tony Dungy, what the hell are you doing disclosing this? Secondly, yes, once you're coming off a significant injury, a significant surgery, it's going to be in your head. You're going to tread lightly. You're going to be worried somewhat that you may re-injure that particular area. So. Yeah, there's going to be some trepidation on your part, but eventually you get rolling and doctors continue to tell you, hey, you're good, you're clear to go out and do everything you want to do. But still, uh, there's going to be some compunction on your part to not go as fast and as as hard as you ordinarily would because you're still not sure in in your brain, but eventually you get there. So that's how I read it. I read it as as that, okay, the guy is fine, but – but uh, there's still some hesitation. But that being said, uh, for him to come out and, and say that about a guy who has played with injuries throughout his career there with the Colts, or at least the last few seasons, a guy who's put his body on the line, and to say that it's in his head, was it in his head when he was out there busting his ass for you with a broken shoulder when you hadn't uh, providing with any protection? Were you worried about what was in his head then? What was in your head? What was in your former GM's head when you wouldn't surround him with anyone to make sure he stayed upright in the pocket? Yeah. Well, I we still... know what was in Ursay's head. We know. <laughs> yeah, we lot, know. Lot, we, we lots know. of fight yeah. in. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't. I still am reading this like like his shoulder's fine, his injury is in his head. Like no. I'm, so, I'm still. That's what I. How gotta, can he say that if the doctors even said there's inflammation there? <laughs> I we're going to shut him down because he's nuts. That's why <laughs> I'm telling you because he has this mentality of he should be out there. He's our big investment. You know, uh, tough guys would be out there throwing a ball around, <laughs> and I'm losing money. That's probably <laughs> what he's thinking, right? And and it, which is crazy. I mean, I would be. I, I mean. For him to be angry, I get. Be angry at Ryan Grigson, who's no longer there, who could be the worst general manager on earth. You'll be angry at some of the decision-making and the medical advice that was going on. I mean, to be angry at Andrew Luck at all, or to question Andrew yeah. Luck at all, like this guy is not going to do whatever it takes to be out there, or he's going to have some sort of mental hurdle that he can't get over, and that's why he's not in the field, I mean, is totally insulting. I agree. And that's your franchise player. Why are you calling him out? Of all people to call out, a guy, once again, that has put his body on the line for you, a guy who said nothing that's been out of sort. He's always given you the company line. He's always been a, a good promoter of the organization. He's done nothing. And he's played hurt. Yeah. Multiple seasons hurt. <laughs> He hasn't complained about the shoddy offensive line play, and yet you take shots at that guy? So Tony Dungy's in a tough spot. So Dungy 
is in the media. He's got these connections. Now, I don't like Tony Tunchy. I've said this numerous times. I mean, that some of his takes on the world are abhorrent to me. So he has this information from Jim Ursay that he knows he should know. He better know that's explosive and could also ruin whatever relationship may be left yep. between owner and player. Yep. And he chooses to make this public. Now, if you're in that same spot and you're getting paid as an analyst and you have this information, how do, how do you handle it? Now, Dungy, this was to um, to the Dan Patrick show. Yeah. Right? So he was on that show. So this is why that's important. Because he wasn't even on the show that pays him. Now, I know that he works with Patrick on NBC mm-hmm. on Sunday nights. Right, right. And I know that there there's an affiliation there with Patrick's show and NBC and all that stuff. But it's not like he was given that information and then used it on the platform in which he gets his paycheck. So that has to factor into the discussion as well. What would you have done in that same situation? Well, I think you share the information, but you don't disclose who gave you the information. You never share your sources. You say, hey, I have it on good faith, and I've corroborated this, and and, and the person who shared this information to me, uh, couch it any way, but except for the way that Tony Dungy did by saying the owner told me this about his quarterback. And, and, and he should know better than that. There are a lot of things I'm sure that transpired when he was there with Peyton Manning that he didn't share with the media and he wouldn't want anyone else to share with the media. And there's a big old sign in every locker room that states what's said here stays here. And he knows that from all the years he played and coached football. And so I would have handled it totally different. Uh, I share inside information here all the damn time. You don't get any names. So does this factor in in your mind too? Because I don't know if you ever watch that show on TV. So the Which show, show, the Dan Patrick show. No. So the Dan Patrick show has got all these guys. It's like Patrick and like 50 employees. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So they'll go to commercial on TV and then they'll come back for like 30 seconds or 15 seconds during the commercial break. And it's like them loitering mm-hmm. and like shooting a basketball or, you know, some lame conversation, whatever it is. Right. So, like, the behind-the-scenes look. Mm -hmm. Now, this Dungy quote comes from one of those commercial cut-ins. Okay. So they come back for commercial. They're all standing around, whatever, you know, and then you hear Dungy say that, I don't know what's going on there. Jim Mersey made a comment to me about six weeks ago. It's inside his head now. So, I mean... Does, do you give Dungy a pass because maybe he didn't know that that was being recorded and broadcast because it was a commercial cut? That's in? his only out. That's his only out. Ugh. Is that one? But I mean, but he's been on that show how many times? Probably so a lot, right? Over the last few years, however long they've been doing Sunday Night Football. And if they're not telling their guests that, hey, you be careful because, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they, because the way that they stage these commercial cut-ins, they're all like. You know, tossing a football to each other. Hey, look, coming over here. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are they doing? Look like the rant. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> so they, I can. There's no way that they don't know that they're coming back at that moment, right? Because right? like, if you're telling me that that's just random coming back, like no one's ever picking their nose or cursing or 
like looking at porn on their computer. Like it never happens, <laughs> right? It's always hey, like Tony, look at this. Yeah, <laughs> like ah, and he's just throwing holy water at the laptops, you know. But Josh McCall was right. <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? Um, you know. So I would. I don't. I'm not going to look at that as an excuse because I'm just picturing you know, everything in TV, and you know this better than anybody. Everything in TV, and this is this is a radio show that's on TV, but it's also a TV production. Everything in TV is so friggin' calculated, you know? Mm-hmm. You're telling me there isn't a guy, like, walking around a camera like, three, two, one, you know? And then they're like, oh, hey, look at me. This is me shooting a free throw. <laughs> like, so I, I don't take that as an excuse. No. So, there you go. Uh, that's As I said, it's the only out he has. And he's been on that, that show multiple times, numerous times. And and so he has to be most uh, keenly aware that that's what's happening, and this is going to go over the airwaves. So uh, it's surprising to me that he would disclose that info. So on what was it Monday? Because we were going to play it yesterday and didn't get to it. So on Monday, Bill O'Brien has a press conference, right? Mm-hmm. And I, was, I think it was a press conference. It wasn't a conference call. So I think he was actually at the podium, and he. He is asked this question. So Kaepernick has been discussed by you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody gets discussed. Uh, what? Is that a problem? <laughs> Isn't that the way most teams do it? What makes you think that, that, uh, People seem shocked by that. Well, there was another part of this that I thought we were that we were getting to. Not that he was discussed, but... He said, and that he hadn't. The excuse that he gave was that he hadn't played in a long time. So he said that that's why Kaepernick, once he was discussed, they had moved on from him because hey, he hadn't played in uh, almost a year. He hadn't played in a long time, yeah. right? Mm. So guess who the Houston Texans went mm-hmm. out and got mm-hmm. yesterday? Yeah, guy who hasn't. Thrown a pass in the regular season since 2011. 2011. Yeah, that's a long. Let's see. I'm just counting. Let's see. This is 2017, right? Yeah. You know, I get confused. Right. This is 2017. Carry the two. Yeah, yeah. That's been a long time. That's six six right. years. Yeah. Is is Bill O'Brien working for Colin Kaepernick's lawyers? <laughs> because if I am one of Kaepernick's lawyers, I am taking that bit of information of yeah, we discussed him. He hasn't played in a long time. Oh, and they signed Josh Johnson, who hasn't played since 2011, or hasn't taken a snap in a, re- in a game since 2011, and going, oh, oh, how about this now? Mm-hmm. Now what do you say? So it's just, at this point, the, like, I understand that once the, the lawsuit happened, there was no chance he was getting a job. Right. I understood that. And I also understood that even prior to that, there was probably no chance he was getting a job. All right, and and I we've disagreed with those reasons, and we think it's ridiculous. Fine, but for these coaches to blatantly lie about it and angrily with a chip on their shoulder is the stuff that's really annoying me now. Thank you, and we've been saying that from day one. Just come out and and put your name on it, and say no, we're not going to uh, bring him in. We we disagree with this or that, and just be done with it. But to him and Ha and and, and 
give us these crazy reasons why. Now, Bill O'Brien, to his credit, from everyone I've heard from down in, in Texas and in, in Houston, they say he's on the player's side in this deal. But, of course, he has to answer to the higher-ups. And we know how Bill McNair feels about uh, the Bob players. Bob McNair, yeah. I mean, Bob McNair. Uh, and, and, and so, but you got, just come out of the woodworks. Put your name on it. Yeah. Tell us what you, what, 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 how, tell us. To our face, be a man about it. You know, Mike McCarthy, uh, I'm going to roll with the guys in his locker room. I've taught them and, and developed them, and, and yet you're out trading for, for another guy who ends up with the New England Patriots. And, and, and all these guys that are being signed who have done nothing in this league, and yet a guy who you've tried to conjure up every damn lame excuse possible to say he can't play, can't read defenses, he's bad, his, his, his overall record – Three and thirteen, as if he was the only one on the damn team, and sixteen touchdowns and four interceptions mean nothing. It's just ludicrous, and they're tying themselves in knots trying to come up with a rationale as to why, when we know the reason why he's not being signed. Well, how about this? Say, uh, I'm I'm going to defer that question to. Uh, ownership at Rick, that point. Yeah, yeah, Rick Smith, the GM, or, or Bob McNair. Right. I mean, I'm not going to answer that question. I mean, it, or, or it's just the blatant lying and the anger lying about it. Like, you want to deflect, deflect. If you want to not say anything, don't say anything. All right, I get it. It's a delicate thing now. But to be like, oh, he hasn't played in a while. Or McCarthy. Well, we're happy with the guys in our quarterback room. <laughs> we like the guys in our quarterback room. Did you I'm hear a, me? I got a lot invested in the guys in our quarterback room. <laughs> I got a lot of vests in Brett Hundley. <laughs> Bull crap, Mike. All right? Come on. Got a lot of vested in Billy McCallowface. <laughs> McClotherness. <laughs> yeah, Billy McClotherness has been in that quarterback room back there. He's been back there in that quarterback room. We got hope in him. For, for, for 30 years now. <laughs> You probably didn't even know we had a 55-year-old quarterback <laughs> on our practice squad. Now, he's been wanting to get off that practice squad, get out there and play, but, you know, he's old now. But I got a lot invested in him, all right? He was here before Brett Favre was here. And he wants his opportunity. <laughs> you guys didn't even know about uh, Dale... Balls, <laughs> hair, <laughs> nose, man. You didn't know about him either, huh? He's been here in this organization. We drafted him, seventh round pick, <laughs> 2010. <laughs> we got a lot invested in him, too. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, uh, Will Brinson will join us. We're probably <laughs> oh, we're late now, so I don't know. You calling Brinson? I'm calling Will. All right, so we'll be good. Then we can take yeah, him we'll- and... You know, we can do all that. We'll be all right. Uh, Bogish and a a Bogish update. I was going to say in a Brinson update. (laughs) Bogish update and Will Brinson next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Stay woke. He just needed the day to uh, progress a little bit faster for him. He just took a while to get into the day. Plotting along. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It was was plotting and now Hmm. it's moving. Now he's good. He shook it off. You had an anniversary yesterday, didn't you, or something like that? I met Bridget two years ago yesterday. Oh, look at that. <laughs> anniversary time. Mm. Love. Mm. You know about that, Brian? Nope. About that love? Nope. Mm-hmm. So? It's overrated. So what's going to happen now, man? We mosey along. Mosey along, you keep going. 
She put Two pres- years. Putting pressure on you? No pressure at all. Have well, because you went through a horrible situation, she probably understands. Like, oh, yeah, of course. You're a little bit calloused by... Oh, you're over that. But I'm That's- over it, yeah. <laughs> I, so. I mean, they already live together. They're basically right, they're married. Shacking. Yeah, yeah. Common law. Yeah, it's it's going very well. It's going it's well. So time. she doesn't like have her her mother or anybody pressuring you, or she's not pressuring you. No one pressures me. All right, all right. Good. No one pressures mm. me. Yeah, no one pressures Pete. Why yeah. buy no the pressure Pete? Why yeah. buy the calf? The milk is free, right? Mm. All right. There Absolutely. you go. So is that something you want to do? Is get married again at some point? Oh yeah, eventually. Okay. All right. Oh, we'll Just, why? Just not now. To her? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Why? What do you mean? Why would he want to get married again? What's the What's the problem? What did I just say? What was the question I posed earlier? A moment ago, the calf. Why buy the the the, Why buy the cow if the pigs in the barn? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So think about that. Not All right, bogus. <laughs> Why about a pig if the slop is free, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You go ahead, you heathen. They're going to kick you out of that party you like. <laughs> Jeez. Shacking. Uh, that means nothing. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, <laughs> Notre Dame, and Clemson atop the college football playoff rankings for the second straight week. Then Oklahoma again. Then the changing begins with TCU and Miami at 6 and 7 following Saturday's losses from Ohio State and Penn State. They fall to 13 and 14. Our boy Crispy at it again at MSG. High screen from KP. Neely Kino with two to shoot. Porzingis for three. Yes! From straight on. And the Knicks are up 114-111. Timeout, Steve Clifford. Ed Cohen on Knicks Radio. Chris Depps Porzingis scored seven of his 28 points. Is that the debut of Ed Cohen on No, there Geo was one when you, were, uh, when you were out last okay. week when Randy was here. Okay. Uh, Porzingis scored seven of his 28 points in the final two and a half minutes for a 118-113 defeat of the Hornets. Doug McDermott thinks Porzingis is fairly good. You know, having a guy like KP who, you know, is playing the best basketball in the NBA, um, borderline. Borderline. The Cavs hey, out- hey. outscored the Bucks 124-119. The Spurs handled the Clippers 120-107. The Kings down the Thunder 94-86 to end a seven-game slide. Memphis escaping Portland 98-97. And the Mavs won in D.C. 113-99. Dallas has won nine straight there. The baseball world still trying to make sense of Roy Halladay's death yesterday. The 40-year-old two-time Cy Young died when his plane crashed into the Gulf of Mexico off the Florida coast about 18 hours ago. Cole Hamill's among Halladay's many heartbroken former teammates. We play this game, and then you get to go go to your family and spend time with your family. And to be able to see that it's it's cut short for somebody that was you know, such a good, good person. We're really, really going to mess it. Few details of the crash are known this morning. The NTSB is investigating. And from the NFL, Vikings QB Sam Bradford could go on IR as soon as today when Teddy Bridgewater comes off the PUP list. Bradford reportedly had his left knee scoped yesterday. Guys? I mean, both those guys, man, with these injuries. They got the skinniest legs. They got the <laughs> four of the skinniest legs you've ever seen. Yep. Bradford and, and Bridgewater. I just hope that Bridgewater can come back and... And do something. All right, here he is, Will Brinson, CBS Sports Senior NFL writer and the Pick 6 podcast. He is one of the hosts of that with Pete Prisco and JLC and Nick Costos and other people. Will, what's happening, man? Good morning. Morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. Um, you can now follow the uh, Pick 6 podcast on, on Twitter at Pick6Pod. Um, I think it's tweeted at this point. Tweeted. Maybe we, we got a new podcast. It just came out. 
a few minutes ago. Um, so check it out. What did you, you open with on that podcast? What was the most interesting thing that happened during this week that you decided to lead with on the podcast? Well, we actually played this game. It's pretty fun. It's called um, Clicks or Giggles. And uh, Nick and I come up with hot takes. And Jason and Pete have to judge if they are like if they are if it's a hot take or if it's an actual or if it's just right. Okay. And then they have to, then they have to guess who came up with it. So okay. it like like one was like Andrew, the Colts should trade Andrew Luck and go forward with Jacoby Brissett and you know something like that. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 mostly funny just to see how elevated we can make these hot takes and and, and how um, and how Pete and. Uh, Jason react to him. Well, I mean, how how about that? I mean, we've got three quarterbacks now. Like, I, I that was a segue, by the way. Yeah, right. I know mm-hmm. we got we got three quarterbacks in. I mean, I saw that that um, you know one of the big ESPN person. I'll just say it, Dan Levitard, who's friends with Aaron Rodgers, basically said that he should want out of Green Bay. I wow. I saw I saw that you know Eli Manning. We've seen this entire week. Maybe he's done in New York because they need to turn the page there. And then Andrew Luck shouldn't want to be on the Colts anymore with everything that's going on. Are any of those realistic possibilities in your mind of guys moving on from their current situations? Eli is realistic. Um, Andrew Luck is not going anywhere because of the contract that he got. And Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere either. I don't, I, I, I didn't, I hadn't heard Dan Levitard say that. I don't doubt Dan Levitard at all. He's, typically speaks the truth, pretty unvarnished. Um, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to leave Green Bay. That's a grass is greener situation. They, and, and let me just clarify. I mean, it's not that that came from Rodgers. He, it was his opinion that he should want out of there because of what's going on. So it's not like Rodgers went to him and said, I want out. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not, it's not crazy. I, I don't think the, the Packers aren't bad. They're just, like most NFL teams, pretty dependent on their quarterback, right? I mean uh, – but look, to, to answer your question, Eli could move on if 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 the Giants decide, and I think it's becoming increasingly likely that they could decide this, that they need to do a full blown rebuild, and that means um, blow it up with you know you get rid of Ben McAdoo, who appears to have lost the team, you get rid of Jerry Reese, who has done a pretty horrendous job building around. Eli and, and, and generally constructing a roster and you say, Eli, it's been great. We got to find somebody else. Let's keep moving. They're going to have a top five pick. Now it's very possible that they decide that to keep Eli to get the top five pick and to groom somebody for next year. Eli, Eli might not want to do that. Eli might want to go play for a contender. I mean, there, there's some places out there, Jacksonville, Denver, I keep saying that Jacksonville, <laughs> um, but where if he went, he could help put him over the top. And, and, you know, this is, we're talking about next year, so things could change. But there are certainly options out there for Eli in, insofar as maybe finding a spot if he wanted to. I, I think that ultimately the Giants will want to have Eli for the full duration of his career. And so they'll figure out a way to make it work. I, I don't think Eli is going to play or hang on as long as Peyton. I can just see him just, just not just leaving the game earlier just because of his skill set. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there, there are spots for him to go if they wanted to move on. Rodgers and Luck, I don't think they're going anywhere. Hey, Will, uh, I know for a long time Josh Norman was the heel or the most talkative, I should say, defensive back in the league. Is Jalen Ramsey now the young player there at Jacksonville you just referenced? Is he now becoming uh, the most trash-talking player in, in football? We saw this uh, 
fight the other day between he and A.J. Green, and he's gotten into it with other players as well. Yeah, it takes a lot to get A.J. Green mad. I mean, A.J. Green is a pretty calm, mild-mannered. I mean, he's you know, obviously a fiery football player, and a, but I mean, he's not you know he's not out there trash talking people. It's, if you can get A.J. Green to chokehold you from behind and punch you twice in the head, <laughs> you, you've done something. Pretty, if you get anybody to chokehold you and punch you twice in the head, uh, you you've said something or done something pretty aggressive. I think Ramsey is out there and. He's do he's out there and he is wrecking havoc for receivers and that's just part of his game and and that's what great cornerbacks do. He might be pushing the envelope a little bit. We can't be entirely sure. But Tom Coughlin came out and gave him a, a you know a, a verbal endorsement or with a written statement that the Jaguars released, which is not something you typically see Tom Coughlin do. So so maybe he's. And, and look, he's backing it up. I mean, he is—you know—he's a great player. He was my mid-season defensive player of the year pick. He's—he is tremendous. He has the second, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, third lowest passer rating against, according to Pro Football Focus. And he's been—you know—people, you know, people targeted him more because he's going up against these number one receivers. He's the next great defensive back. So, yes, he is. Yes, he is trash talking people. Yes, he's getting in receivers' heads. And yes, he's doing a great job playing cornerback. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, unless he's unless he's crossed the line, which you can't know until until AJ Green tells us or somebody else tells us, then you just have to assume that he is just playing so well and being so physically aggressive that he's getting in people's heads, but he's doing it without drawing too many flags. So, I mean, I guess good job, good job, Jalen. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, what else do you say? Tip your cap. Gio and Jones with Will Brinson across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Check out Will on Twitter and the Pick 6 pod. Him and the other very, very talented, funny, and informed CBS NFL personalities. Uh, What could go wrong for the Philadelphia Eagles other than the obvious of important guys getting hurt? Because right now it doesn't look like they've got any sort of flaws whatsoever. Yeah, the the injury thing is really... About the only thing I think, you know, I think the secondary is probably susceptible. If you could, if you can get a team that has, like, I, I think the the Cowboys are gonna be interesting because they haven't played the Cowboys yet, right? And this front seven uh, with Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan and Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry, Derek Barnett. I mean, they're loaded to bear, and they got waves of guys that are coming at you. Jernigan and Cox are playing out of their minds. I mean, they're, they're busting. I mean, they're. They're they're getting past guys and, and and destroying interior offensive linemen and and these pass rushers are just, are just making life hell for opposing quarterbacks. So if I mean, you know, if if, if they were suffer injuries there, clearly it would. It, I think there's a major trickle down effect if they would lose if they would lose guys on the interior offensive line. But also if you go up against a team like the Cowboys, who have a really good offensive line, running the ball well, and have receivers who can at least get open downfield. I think it starts to become, you know, maybe you could look at that as an issue. So that that will be interesting to watch coming out of the bye. How do they play against the Cowboys? They have to play the Cowboys twice. Dallas, really the only team that can chase them down in that division with those two games. Philly can, you know, they can either make up a ton of ground or Philly can knock them out of the playoffs, one of the two. I, I, it's not a, you know, Carson Wentz is probably going to see some touchdown regression. He's averaging like 8% touchdowns on 8% of his throws, which is, just too high he is but he's playing well you know Chris Harris said it this is a college offense 
he wasn't insulting it. It's just they run a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is operating well. You know, you see that touchdown, the, set, the first touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey. They run a, you know, a read option with an RPO, built, a run pass option built in, and basically Carson Wentz decides to keep it, and Jeffrey's standing at the line of scrimmage waiting to see what Wentz is going to do. And when he realizes Wentz keep, when he sees Wentz keeps it, keep it, he takes off running. Akeem Talib is looking in the backfield to figure out if he needs to play run defense, and all of a sudden he has to play pass defense. Uh, you know, these are these are things that are are college. You know, it, it, is, a, it is a college fundamental. You know, it's a fundamental play that came from college and trickled up to the NFL. It's difficult to defend because you have to be, you know, not just good at your job as a as a defender, but you also have to be aware of what's going. There, there's just it just it just adds a, another layer to what's going on now. Some people could call it gimmicky. It's not lining up and running it down your throat. But the problem with the Eagles, when you add Jay Ajayi in there, is that they have an ability to score quickly. And if they get up on you, you're in trouble. Because they got now they have Ajayi and they have LeGarrette Blunt as these physical running backs. They lost Jason Peters, but the offensive line is playing really well. Lane Johnson, had, there's a gif on the internet of him tossing Von Miller like a ragdoll with one arm. It's, it's incredible. And they have that defensive line that they can pin their ears back. So you can't get down to them, and you have to have a great offensive line, and you have to be able to challenge the secondary. Good luck in having those things. Most most teams don't. So it's hard to imagine a scenario where the Eagles are not one of the top two seeds in the NFC. And then it just comes down to, does somebody have a great game against them in the playoffs? Uh, Is it hard to imagine the Falcons defeating my Cowboys? Uh, Your buddy Prisco, he's our buddy too, sometimes. He doesn't believe it's going to be difficult. Or maybe he believes it's going to be difficult, but he he thinks the Falcons will deliver. I don't understand that line. The the, the Falcons are minus three. The Cowboys are, I mean, does Vegas know that Zeke is going to be suspended? Because the, the Cowboys are better. The Cowboys defense is playing better than it has been. I mean, like Demarcus Lawrence playing playing up, playing his tail off. Um, you know, David Irving's playing really well. They, they, they got they got some players. Taco Taco Charlton got a got a sack, and the offense is just is just operating efficiently. Zeke Elliott is running like he ran in 2016. Dak Prescott is. I got. I need to look at his odds coming into this week. He's the guy to watch for MVP too, because if he has a if Zeke misses six games. And Wentz sort of trails off a little bit, and Brady. If people have voter fatigue with Brady, and Russell doesn't play exceptionally well, and Alex Smith and the Chiefs trail off a little bit, and Dak gets the Cowboys in the playoffs without Zeke, that that's those are some MVP odds worth watching, especially if they're above ten to one. I would, you know, I, I just think that the Cowboys are a better team than the Falcons. Now the Falcons beat up on the Packers. That's the one. That's the one aberration game we've seen from them. They beat up on the Packers in that home opener. But other than that, they, they've they've been a team that moves the ball but can't close and, and, and doesn't execute well near the end zone. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan aren't on the same page. They need this one. They're desperate. I mean, that, yeah, that's the that's the best reason I think Pete gave on for why the Falcons will beat the, the Cowboys is they're desperate. Which is and, and he keeps saying they'll figure it out. I, that's not how that works. You're not just going to figure it out. I mean, like you hope you will, but uh, that's like when my wife is like, she's like, you know. I lost my phone. Me, I'm like, where is it? She's like, well, I don't know, but it'll turn up. Like, no, it's not just going to turn up. It's going to find it. Like, 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 hey, hey, honey, have you seen the Falcons offense? No, I'm sure it'll turn up. Like, no, it's, it's not just going to turn up. It has to, it has to get fixed. And, and I don't know that it's, it's going to be immediately fixed. I, I like the Cowboys. Thing. 
We have about a minute left here, Will, and I've uh, I've got one of these hot takes for you, all right? And you tell yeah. me how realistic this is, all right? Teddy Bridgewater comes back for the Minnesota Vikings. He's unbelievable in his return and leads that team to a home Super Bowl appearance in February of 2018. I might steal that one for next week. That's, oh. uh, it's, 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 it's not... It's not quite just right. It's a little. It's it's on the it's on it's the fantastical. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not boiling over, but it's a it's a it's a it is a hot. It is it's the only reason it's not a hot take is because it's like such a magical storyline right. that I'll buy into it. Yeah, I, and and it is possible. I know. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's. What are we now? Uh, trying to do the math. Fifteen months removed from his injury. Is that right? Maybe yeah, it sounds about months? right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a horrific injury by all accounts. Guys are getting sick on the field when it happened. Yeah. Everybody thought his career might be over that that day. Yeah, that's enough. It's, I mean, he, you know, he's done a great job recovering. That's enough time to recover. I think they're going to still try to slow play it. Sounds like Sam Bradford's probably going to be done. You know, that's another story entirely. And they can keep winning with this defense. And I, 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 it's not crazy. I mean, you know, you talk about – who could beat Philadelphia? Minnesota doesn't match up very well on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively they can limit the Eagles. You know, they, they can they can they can hold the Eagles offense down and if they do that and scrap together some points, they can win playoff games. And it's not out of the question, I don't suppose, that Minnesota could get a bye. You know, they could be the number two seed in the NFC if Teddy Bridgewater comes back and the offense starts clicking. So sure. Yeah. I, I I would say, I, I don't think there's a I'd say it's like a five percent chance, just because those things are hard to. You're, you're asking for a crazy confluence of events, but but it's not it's not that hot a take. Yeah, so use it next week, man. Just give me credit, all right? On the, uh, the oh, Pick I'll, Six oh, podcast. I'll, I'll, oh, I'm stealing it. All right, nice. I love it. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for the time as always, man. We'll be checking out the new podcast. Uh, it's got its own Twitter page, Pick Six Pod at Pick Six Pod. Is that it? That's it. You got it, guys. All right, very good. See you later, Will. There's hey, a oh, look at that a little uh, baby mm-hmm. at the end. There look you at go. perfect timing with the baby at the end that time. All right, usually the baby in the middle. <laughs> yep. We got the baby at the end. That baby's learning. Baby has good timing. We're coming right back. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at Play It. Georgia Tech basketball is just out of this world. All right, so there's a guy named Ron Bell. Mm-hmm. He's a longtime friend of Josh Passner, who was the basketball coach there at Georgia Tech. We've had on this show before a couple of times, I think. And Ron Bell was, you know, a, a booster to the program, a friend to the program, a friend to Passner. Yeah. So Bell, he's also had like some weird stuff happen to him. He's been in jail before. Like he's he's got a little bit of a yeah. of a di- spent four years in jail. Dicey past, yeah. right? So Bell, he starts to get annoyed because Pastner, in his words, failed to compensate him properly for the work he's done for the program. And you ready for this one? Pastner didn't call him on his birthday. Mm. He also said that he had an issue with operations manager at Georgia Tech, Ellie Kentker. <laughs> I don't know. And Ellie. And that Pastner took her side in the argument and not Ron's side. Mm-hmm. So what does Ron go and do? 
this Ron Bell who was in jail for four years. He goes and just totally opens up the floodgates, says, I paid for these players' dinners. I had them over my house. I gave them X amount of dollars. The cap that uh, you're supposed to have, or no, but the, the number that Pastner gave out that uh, that I paid, it was way more than that because Pastor tried to get ahead of this thing. Yep. There's pictures of two of these guys in the dude's pool yep. on floats. Yep. He sends that out. This jilted, yeah, grown B- ass man, B word, yeah. I mean, come on, it's unbelievable. Uh, jilted is an understatement. You're a grown man, and what do you want him to do? He didn't call you on your birthday. Who cares? I don't want to call on my birthday. I don't want to be reminded I'm getting old. Uh, this is amazing. This relationship goes back a couple of decades when Pastor was in Arizona and Bell. I guess his, his encore somebody was close to Lute Olson, uh, then uh, legendary basketball coach there at Arizona. So he's been close to that program for a while, and apparently gave I guess seven hundred dollars over a little less than seven hundred, a little less than five hundred to a couple of players who are there at Georgia Tech, and and now this guy is so upset because Pastor is not. Uh, return or reciprocated the overtures uh, to him. It's just stupid. I know. And you're grown, and you're worried about something like this. Now you're going to just t- get everyone busted because you can't handle your emotions and feelings. Now, I don't know anything about this Ron Bell, but this is it's a very easy thing to say right now that this is why when you are in collegiate athletics, no matter how tempting it is, try to stay away from the shady characters. Yeah. You know, the guys who spend multiple years in the clink. Yeah. Like, those are the guys yeah, that yeah, you... He had a little drug problem. He was battling prescription drugs. Okay. Yeah. Four years for mm-hmm. battling prescription yeah. drugs? There had to be something else going on there. Four years? Four years. For prescription drug abuse? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, well, that's what it says. He was. He, that's what... You don't get thrown in jail for well, doing you, prescription you, uh, drugs. He was battling... He had an addiction, and he was battling, and he... You're telling Violated me, probation a few times. Is this guy? Well, okay. Maybe. Just going by what they're saying here. Okay. Whatever. He's still a guy who's in the clink for four years, and he's got he's got a whole bunch of money, obviously. So he it just you know maybe you stay away from those guys. Yeah. But anyway, this guy comes out of this. This Ron Bell comes out of this looking like the biggest wuss on earth. A wimp. You know. I need friends. You know. Buying his friends. Now, did, I want to know if he only, if Pastor maybe texted him and didn't call him on the birthday or just totally ignored him. <laughs> That's something I need to know. You know. If he texted him, he did his duty at that point. Right. You know? I probably gave him a shout-out on Facebook or something. I don't even know your birthday. Is it January? Yeah. 17th? No. Nope. You were close. 22nd. 22nd. I know yours. And for one reason only. Yeah, because of the, uh, the wife. Yep. The estranged wife has yep. the same birthday. Yep. It's, uh... What's, how do you say June in Spanish? Uh, uno. <laughs> uno. Days. <laughs> Mikey B, I have no idea when his birthday is. May 10th. Uh, oh, May 10th. I should remember okay. that. Bogus, no idea. Look at you. Pete, no idea. Sorry, guys. Angry man. January 19th. Oh, happy oh, birthday. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.